I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I've been there before. But always hit the floor. I've spent a lifetime running and I always get away. But with you I'm feeling something that makes me Give me what I want. And I'm Sebastian. Get on with it. Nothing can be as painful as listening to you talk. I'm Andy Shosler. It was all me, James. It's always been me, the author of all your pain. And I'm Alex. <laughs> it's not over yet. Oh, but I do wish it was. I'm Jordan. <laughs> so many good quotes. <laughs> I made mine up. I'm, 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 the, I'm the author of your pain. Now we know what the C stands for. <laughs> Welcome to our review of Spectre, or if you're French, Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> what is it Spectre. in Italian? <laughs> what was that, Jones? What's it in Italian? Oh, probably. Spectre. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it, the word in Spectre. <laughs> yep. Um, you, oh, fuck, you've ruined me. Okay. You're welcome. So this was meant to be our just before the film, um, the new film release episode, but um, James Bond you know, is coughing a bit. He's a bit sick. He's not feeling his best. He's highly contagious. What's, what's the title the of the- Rony virus. What's the title of the newest Bond film set? Mm, no Time to Die. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what did I say before? I was like, oh, yet like, there is no more time to live. <laughs> no time to live for some shit. Our time in which to live has ceased. <laughs> So we're delayed. That's been delayed because of El Coronavirus or COVID nineteen, which sounds actually like <laughs> it would fit into this film. I can't believe why, it. Why? Sorry, just quickly. Why is it called coronavirus? So the Corona. Oh, sorry, you, Bud Light oh, paid yeah. him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
coronaviruses are a branch of viruses that are bronchially uh, located and they span across a whole bunch of different mammals. So they're just a type of virus. Yeah. So it was called coronavirus before it had a name. So effectively that's like calling it a flu or yeah. a cold. It's like a vague term okay. for many different diseases. All right. Viruses. All right. Yeah. Now that, that's okay. And then yeah. it's officially no, called COVID-19. No one, yeah, now. there's no one coronavirus, but COVID-19 is a very definite virus thing. This is it. Yep. Right. So, yeah. It's like saying I was attacked by a mammal. Describe it. Oh, Oh, warm blood. (laughs) (laughs) Memory glands, possibly. (laughs) The child grew inside it. Yeah. Then it gave birth. (laughs) Okay, so we can rule out at least a kidney as a platypus. Platypi. Did you know that you can make custard just from a platypus? Because. You could take well, the you eggs. Just, you just squash it up. <laughs> no, no, no. You could take oh, yeah, platypus's yeah. eggs and then you could milk it. And then you could make custard because eggs and milk. Entirely People, platypus. They're endangered, right? People don't. Are they endangered? I'm, I'm sure not protected. saying do it. I've lived in Australia. I'm not saying do it, but hypothetically you okay. could. 29 years, my entire life, I've lived in this country mm-hmm. and I can. I, I don't think I've legitimately seen a platypus. Really? In person. That wasn't in a, a <laughs> textbook. <laughs> or oh, on the, the worldwide internets. Look, you just go for a stroll down the street and then, oh, g'day, mate. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember when we visited you up in, was it Mackay? Yeah, we went to Yungaloo. And there was like a platypus like Sanctuary, waterfall yeah. or something. I didn't even see one there. Like that, I went that's to the only place that I've seen them. So. Well, that's what I mean. Like I've, I've gone to literally, this is, this is the platypus station. No platypuses today. <laughs> They're more of a New South Wales Victoria thing. They we like did colder yeah. climates. Go at the wrong time of year. Oh, I don't. Ca- I'm at my house every time of year. Why aren't they at their house? <laughs> well, they were. They just they were sleeping. Not if not I'm out as- in the backyard. <laughs> if I'm asleep, you can go into my bedroom and find me. I'm just saying, like I still exist. Yeah, theirs <laughs> was just hidden. I've also never seen an echidna in person. Really? Um, I think I've seen a wombat a at the Australia Zoo. Um. And a Tasmanian devil, which is weirdly because they're much rarer than the things they haven't seen. I've um, seen a koala running. They're quite fast. I've, I've held a koala. They smell weird. Does it smell like chlamydia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, God, Australia's just not as magical as it sounds, is it? Look, it's, deadly, it's deadlier than it sounds, though, because all the yeah. things I'm seeing are the things that won't kill you. <laughs> but I've seen plenty of things that will. Have you seen an emu running? Yes, and cassowaries. Cassowaries are fucking God, weird creatures. Get in front of one of them. They're kind of frightening. But you know what's frightening? Spectre. Yeah, shoddy film productions. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this is the second time I've seen this film. Both were like on Netflix effectively. Well, this is Stan, but whatever. And the first time I sort of breezed through, wasn't really paying attention. So this was effectively my first time actually watching the film. And I had heard nothing but bad shit coming into it. Yep. So I was actually colored thinking it would be worse than what we got. Doesn't mean I liked what we did, but I thought it would be like horrid. Oh, okay. So I was pleasantly surprised that it was in fact coherent. <laughs> ah, I went into it having not seen it before and hearing exactly the same stories and I was still disappointed. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I expected I nothing and I was still disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time seeing it. Oh, so, and I assume Jordan as well, because I imagine yes. out of all the James Bond films you've never seen, this I is one of them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, was, I was not excited to see this at the cinema at all. I was actually, I just didn't make it, but I, on, coming off Django Unchained, having Christoph Waltz in a film was a big positive for me. So that made this film sort of an attractive, appealing thing to go do. I just never did. The last 
James Bond film I did see. I never saw um, yeah, Casino Royale and Skyfall in cinemas, in fact. Right. So every second one. So in theory, and for the review, I am going to be doing continuing <laughs> that on and seeing the fifth one in cinemas. I'm exactly the same. Just that true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said. Great content. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're all fresh, we're all new, we're all into it. I guess there's not really much to go on unless you want to touch on anything before we roll into it. I mean, we could chat. just copy and paste last week's episode. It's the same <laughs> movie. No, oh, I have to say, no, it's, no it's, it's worse. Named escape. <laughs> it's worse. It's Somebody's cranker. going to have to do the plot synopsis instead of me because I have no idea what was happening for half of this film. Oh, I can half-ass it. <laughs> it. I mean, I just picked, I was like, okay, so someone has a thinly veiled connection to the main character, and but they're evil now. Yep. Yeah, that was the plot it of the was, last movie. It was so boring and underwhelming, I couldn't even follow the story. I can, what, whatever story there was. I can take a crack at this, honestly, but I only watched this film, what, you guys got here two hours ago, so <laughs> I finished it three hours ago. I finished so it still fresh. And I cannot tell you <laughs> where this film starts. <laughs> Um, it starts mm, for some reason. Mexico, Day of the Dead. <laughs> oh, that, that was a really cool scene, that actually. Really Thank cool. you. Yeah. That's the same as every other movie in this series. Yeah. The opening scene's really cool. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. The very first thing in the movie, the first note I have here is the music transition from the street music, the drums, mm. to the to the ballroom, uh, kind of just playing over, over the top of the drums, and then mm. the transition again to the Bond theme with the outside drums in the hotel room. Brilliant. Yeah. I love yeah, really cool. I love that entire transition. This is a general question that I noticed later in the movie, but I think it was the entire way. And I don't know whether it was my TV fucking up, Stan fucking up, or just the movie. Did you guys have genuine difficulty with hearing a lot of the dialogue no. in any parts of the film? It sound all the music sounded crystal clear to me. But yes, but my dishwasher was going at the time <laughs> and I didn't care enough to turn it up. Oh, and I was testing the latest <laughs> Bowen engine in the other room. <laughs> It was that may have something to do with it. <laughs> Specifically just dialogue though. Everything no. else, sound effects were fine. Music was fine. But anytime somebody was talking, I felt like they were talking into like one of those Darth Vader voice modulators. Like their voices was coming out just distorted. And I can't- I thought the like, dialogue was mixed kind of low, but not yeah. distorted. Maybe that was- I wasn't even listening on a high volume because run, it sounded I've, bad. I've run into this problem before. If you get your TV remote, there's a plus and a minus button. <laughs> if you just lay your finger down on the plus until it's at a comfortable volume. The problem is I did that. <laughs> and then the cricket came on. <laughs> and that was just terrible. Ah, uh, no. Not the, not the CH+, plus, not oh. the Channel+, plus, just the plus. Now you're telling me. Just plus prime. That's, all, that's all you want to press. With all your speakers on? No, like my speakers um, out during one of the big storms, was like last year, our um, speaker system blew. And we have, ah. the speakers work fine, but the box that actually makes them do anything is destroyed. Right. So we haven't replaced that. So I was just listening off the basic TV, but I've been watching, I watched Skyfall and this in a double feature. Skyfall, crystal clear the entire way. It was just, and like I said, the weird thing is it was just the dialogue. It was nothing else. And this movie was loud with like cars and gunshots and everything. Well, and Seb, they all I'm glad fine. to report you did not miss much. Oh, I have subtitles on, but it was just like, <laughs> why is everyone talking into a piece of paper behind the thing? Like, Maybe I watched I watch Skyfall on my TV and then Spectre I watched on my, on my computer. Yep. Um, so there was a difference in, in sound, but I didn't notice a lack of dialogue volume. What I'm doing right now is troubleshooting to make sure yeah. my TV isn't broken. That's my concern here. Because I read you, the you dialogue. You haven't eliminated the fact that you're not broken. <laughs> it was just that's, the dialogue. <laughs> I can still hear the cars. <laughs> no, no, I, I had a similar situation, but um, it was 
it, it was with uh, Skyfall, but I was watching it at night. And my wife was asleep, so um, mm. I was like, and it's specifically keeping it low. But every time, like, I'd turn it up for the dialogue, and then an action scene would happen. It'd be like this, <laughs> and I'd be like, ah! Okay. That, okay. My issue wasn't volume; it was the sound quality, just of the oh. dialogue. It sounded like they were recording it on like a webcam, like with a built-in speaker to it. That's it, as opposed to like a general film which has like boom mics and all the all the fun stuff. It sounded like they were specifically so recording. So what we're getting at here is for your viewing experience of this film, everything about the dialogue was bad. Just everything. Yes. Not just the quality of it, but the audio quality of it also. Correct. It shouldn't have been a quality issue because there was a lot of pump, a lot of money pumped into the film. Do you know what the budget was at a reference? Seven. Two two forty five million. Oh, two forty five. So it was forty five more ish than because I think you said it was about two hundred. Yeah. yeah. It was speculated to be as high as like three fifty. Oof. And people were saying, "Oh, it's the most expensive Bond film ever, and it's just going to flop, and everybody hates it." No, it came out to be a relatively, you know. <laughs> Budgetary conscious film at two hundred and forty-five million. That's weird that people thought it would flop only because I mean I know we just spoke about Skyfall and two of you didn't love it, but it was a very well received film and made a billion dollars. Why do you think this one would flop? Like off off that, you'd think like that's your go home show. Skyfall's a good go home show for your your pay per view that is this film. Yeah, yeah. That, that could just be a bit of you know studio fatigue or, or whatever people just trying to trash it and everybody maybe getting there was something wagon. else coming out at the time imagine yeah, a franchise maybe. on its fourth thing and people are like oh it just keeps going what are the four in Shit. that's level one in a video game <laughs> and despite being one of the lower rated films like it only captured 61% on Rotten Tomatoes it only holds 6.8 uh, out of 10 on IMDb still took 880 in the box office Damn. so it made its money and then some Okay, good. But 100 mil less than Skyfall. So Skyfall was good. Two, 200 mil less, sorry. Yeah. The Skyfall took 1.1 billion. The, I think we should not discredit the power of Adele. Honestly, <laughs> the songs the songs come out well, before sorry. the movie does. Who, who did the theme song HP, for this one? So. I hate you. <laughs> um, was it Sp- Sparrow? The Jack one? Sparrow. No, who did the song for this one? Oh, I'll look at the dude. You, you just listen. Oh, to Sam it. Smith. Was Sam Smith. That's it. Yeah. Is that him? Um, okay. Ugh. The songs come out before the movie did. We've even just had this happen with the Billie Eilish. Is that saying that? Yeah, Eilish. Yeah, song come out. Billie this Eilish. song came out when Adele was like peak popular. Uh-huh. It did great in the um, charts and shit. I honestly think. Is, the- there, is there a heavy crossover between James Bond fans and <laughs> listeners of Adele? Apparently, I wouldn't have thought that they were a natural match. Well, <laughs> the theme song is great, and the um, opening to Skyfall is pretty pretty good. I, I'm just saying, I, if you if you use the song as an advert, yeah. that song instantly charted because okay. it came out at exactly the right time, and I think it helped build a lot of the hype around okay. it. Look, and honestly, objectively, I think it's a really nice song. Yeah. Sorry, but so I think you're also forgetting that um, Vine was a thing back then as well, and Hello oh. had just come yep. out and uh, yes. all the vines about oh, Adele's yeah. Hello. That was a big vine. So, so just my association? I it Probably. Okay, like, maybe. Adele. I don't know, but TikTok yeah. is around now, so, you know. Hey, if this if James Bond's theme was bad guy and that movie came out six months ago, this would have been a shoe and hit, this new one. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I That's my theory as to why it would take in less just from like the week the first weekend box office just because this Sam Smith guy, he's no good. He's <laughs> Even though I don't, I actually don't hate the song, I'll be honest. I would never listen to it in my own time, but oh. hearing it for the, the, in the movie didn't really strike me as gross or anything like that. It doesn't excite you. 
didn't excite me anyway. For a James Bond film, I thought it was a poor choice. Yes. Whereas, like I said, Adele did more, you know, traditional and what it was doing. It actually mixed in a lot of the James Bond theme. I think it worked quite nicely. Look, this is my Adele podcast. I'm changing it. <laughs> we can all agree that the best uh, song for uh, any James Bond was Die Another Day. I think it's <laughs> hot <Madonna>. trash. <laughs> Madonna. Okay. Hello. So we started the Day of the Dead. Which looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Does the costume great scene and there's great music and mm. instantly made me want to travel. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I was like, I would love to go there. Mm. So to Mexico with me is that they were in yeah. Mexico? Yeah, or they in yeah. Spain? Could be either one. Dias de Muerto. It's Mexico. They were in Mexico. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. That's now on my list. Syncing up a trip to when that thing's on because that seems like a real fun time. <laughs> um, I believe it's around. We just had it actually. Oh, we had it was the end of last year. We had a lucha, yeah. uh, we had a lucha show um, for wrestling that was based on the weekend oh, okay. of the Day of the Dead. Yeah, um, and it was in the maybe well, the last four. All those shows blur together for me. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Around Halloween, isn't that the whole thing? Yeah, it was October, like was it? Or all, Saint, all Saints Day is typically November first or early November, so it makes sense yeah. for it to be around. To the Googles. So yeah, we start off there. Um, Bond, you know, spies a fancy-looking man with a white jacket and a cane. It That's is our mark. November. Sorry. So he goes off. It turns out he's just picked up a date there. Who was it? Her mm. hotel room? Oh, yes, I don't know. And he's like, "Cool, sex will be good, but I'm here to do spy things." <laughs> yeah, I'll be back to lay you out. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot my just a minute. Else. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting the movie to end with him coming back to that girl. Ah, right. It did not. I was <laughs> like, longest joke ever. <laughs> She's just waiting there. Still, it's been five weeks. Um, so. He goes and tries to take out a target, takes out a few people, but doesn't get the guy that he needs to until he attacks him in a helicopter. No, wait, yeah. am I mixing scenes? No, no, no. that's it, it ends up being a helicopter mm. fight. So yeah. he shoots the couple of people and then he explodes the building. Yeah, what did he shoot that blew up? A gas tank, I assume. Oh, there's a split second shot of some briefcase that we're not introduced to before. It's just there and it's a blink of an eye and, and it goes. It's a really... Bad edit. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so James Bond shot a video game red barrel, <laughs> which blew one up of, the entire building, mind you. One of, one of my favorite reviewers to watch is Ralph the Movie Maker. Mm. And my only exposure to Spectre for many, many years was just through his review. And he he rips it apart. Um, for, Rightfully so. No, no, for, <laughs> for, for these reasons that, yeah, there, there were poor editing choices. The the opening music wasn't, wasn't the best choice. Um, and just... Everything and everybody was underused in the film. Ends up being his his ultimate criticism yeah. of it, and I kind of agree with him. Okay, he seems like an unhappy person too. <laughs> no, was he genuinely angry about it? No, oh. well, a- angry about it because he's a fan of the franchise. Okay, and it was and it was not a good entry for the franchise. So Bond tries to kill this guy, gets into the helicopter with him, takes out everyone in the helicopter, steals the guy's ring, and then commandeers the helicopter to safety. Now. Have any of you seen Goldeneye recently? Not recently. No. no. Exactly what happens in Goldeneye, except it's with a plane. There, Bond has a fight with the with the pilot. Right, he's he's getting away. Oh well, uh, that's from marginally more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but but he ends up ends up uh, defeating everybody in the plane, and then it's essentially going to crash, and he's pulling up the stick and going. So, as a homage to previous Bond films, I guess it kind of works. But we've also seen it before. What's the James Bond film where he picks up a man in a helicopter and drops him down a chimney? Is that a Bond Pardon? film? <laughs> yeah. So I know there's a scene in a, a strange sentence. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene in A View to a Kill where a guy drops 
a guy down a pipe to a water pump and sort of macerates his body that way. It's the opening I, scene. Okay, so in one of the old Bonds- yeah, in one of the old Bonds, Bonds like long-term love interest gets killed by the villain. Then the next movie, which starred a different actor as Bond, has him going after the man that killed the previous Bond's like oh, wife, okay. and he picks him up, and he's like in a wheelchair, and it might is it blo- it might be Blofeld. I don't think it is, but yeah, he picks <laughs> him up in on like the bottom of a helicopter out of his chair, and then drops him into a chimney. This isn't like an Austin Powers. No, it something. <laughs> this is a badly the bad description of something that occurred in cinema. I don't remember anything like that. Okay, well, good. <laughs> so he gets the ring and that's kind of the, then we have our fun dance sequence with all the octopus porn. Squid, yeah. squid, yep. squid porn. Yep. Sexy no, octopi. It was an octopus? Yeah, it's an yes. octopus. That's the symbol of Spectre. Yeah, I was that like, he, is that it a squid? he has his tentacles everywhere. Was the head not pointed? I mean, I'm not going to get into the semantics. No, it was a round of, head. Was it? Yeah, like a balloon head. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just, just like Hydra. Maybe I was actually watching porn at the time, and that's why I got confused. Um, <laughs> maybe. Cool, interesting. Who knows what you brought back from Japan yeah. there into tentacles? I was going to bring back a bunch of like hentai magazines for like the boys, but I didn't want to pack them into my bag because a I had no room, and b <laughs> Awkward customs conversation if I did get checked. <laughs> there for my bros. <laughs> yeah, I just got my friends 20 pornographic magazines. <laughs> why Why lie? Just say they, they're for you. Yeah, they're for me. Yeah, what of it? Yeah. Is it a crime? Yeah. Wait, is it a crime? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool intro sequence. I always yeah. like that these ones, they, they can subtly or unsubtly sh- you know, showcase all the things that are going to be happening throughout the movie. And- having the appearance of all the bad guys uh, out from the last films, M as well, kind of setting up like this is the film that's going to be bringing all these kind of points together. Yeah. I know See, across the whole series, the opening scenes and the titles have been both my favorite and least favorite part of the movies. My yeah. favorite because they're really good. My least favorite because now I understand that everything's downhill from here. <laughs> so I kind of hate them. Oh, <laughs> But is, they are good, right? It is, it is kind of like a visual overture. Yeah, and for that, it's it, it's nice that they've kept that up through the whole franchise. Yeah, and I mean, compared to the older ones where it is just a bunch of like sexy ladies dancing, these ones feel a bit more meaningful because they're actually. Yeah. I mean, there's still the occasional sexy person doing something, yeah. but for the most part, it is actually just like, how can we show what's going to happen but be as artistically ridiculous as possible? <laughs> and it's nice; you get some really decent aesthetics. Like you don't sure. see. It. I mean, you'd see in a film clip, but you don't see it in any movies really. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Bond is back at MI6 and he gets in trouble because that wasn't a mission. He was just doing a thing. <laughs> yep. He's gone Some rogue. Guy. He's a uh, ghost protocol or whatever yep. the thing is. I don't know. Okay. So we he's find Jason out he's, being, he's grounded. I like how he's not. <laughs> I like the phrasing. Like he's not, I know what it means, but it's like, you're actually grounded. Yep. Like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> um, we find out in a scene later when he's speaking to Money Penny that he was doing this because of a videotape he received from M prior to well that was sent out after that a death. basically said find out who this who this guy is. So we're to believe that M the entire trilogy was acutely aware that Spectre was a thing at least at least she knew that there was some group there. Uh, we did get a hint. Quantum was a sect of Spectre yeah. from that movie. Um, Sharif was it. The blackjack guy? Le Shreef. Le Shreef? Le Chiffre. Hannibal was also working for them, I believe, as well. And we do find out that Silver was directly working for them. But that's all in this film, which is the annoying part because I would have liked... Like the casino and Quantum do set up in themselves that they are connected. I mean, when when Blofeld reveals all that, 
it's not even done cleverly. He just says it. Oh, by the way, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> all the all the climaxes in the previous films and all the villains, well, me, all me. I, I would have it. liked if they had if he had said. But while talking, if we had cut back to like alternate angles of scenes from those movies, and then Bond realizes, and he's just or in the background, then, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, so, or, or something, <laughs> like bringing Ticking off his checklist, <laughs> pressing his buttons, yeah. good stuff. <laughs> Bring back Mads Mikkelsen and show them having yeah. a, a conversation. Even yep. s- no, yep. no words, just yep. shaking hands, yep. sling. Yeah, perfect. Would have been just so out of the better. train that crashed in the, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. the window. Yeah, like, no. oh, like Bond's playing fucking blackjack and we just watch over at another table and he's playing snap with some boys. Like something <laughs> that just shows he was there. On but the pokies. <laughs> no, Shucking a fifo through the pokies in the background. But all we get is Christoph Waltz in a, in a nice dinner jacket with slippers with no socks on even, just saying, yeah, it was me. Yeah, I, I, I done I, it. I just, I've been behind everything, every awful thing that's ever happened to you. Which I think is a cool idea, but executed very you poorly. show it, not say it. Yeah. Uh, so we're going back. So Bond's grounded. Yeah. He's doing things for M. Um, he goes to Q and he's like, give me some shit or I'll bully you. And Q says, I can't. The department is being investigated. We have had our budget cut and we're about to be shut down as an organization. But here, swallow, uh, or t- take these uh, nanobot <laughs> things that'll be in your blood. That is probably millions of dollars worth of research. And we can track you with it. Yeah. But, but, but we won't because this is exactly what the people we're trying to avoid doing do. Oh, and by the way, see this car? You're not allowed to touch this car. <laughs> no. The keys are in that box and you're not allowed to go into that box. They're okay. put aside for 009 and you're 007. You see how this is, this is an incompatible car for you. Um, Interestingly, the, the car, the DB10, was specifically designed for Bond for this film and oh. only 10 were produced. Interesting. Okay, Magnum PI. This reminds me of something mm-hmm. that I learned. Um, here in the Magnum PI, the original TV series, he had a Ferrari, yeah? Testarossa. Yes. The reason he had a Ferrari, I believe they had approached, I think it was the Ford Motor Company and said, we we got a TV show. We need a car. Can you give us, can we use this car, but can you do us a convertible version of it? And I think it was Ford anyway. It said, no, we're not, we're not going to do, we're not going to turn that car into a convertible. And Ferrari was like, oh, we will. Mm -hmm. So that's literally Mm -hmm. why Magnum P. I got that. And I just (laughs) like the idea of like, of course we'll play games with you. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Okay. So he, Gets all the shit from Q. Her bullies him into giving him 48 hours being untracked. Something like that. Yeah. I'm actually okay with all this so far, except, for, oh yeah. Oh, we didn't mention, Mallory's got a new rival who was played by the guy that played Moriarty in the um, home, the Sherlock Holmes uh, BBC series. Mm. Yeah. Good actor, actually. Yeah. Not as good in this. He's much better in that TV show, but he just has that and problem he, where he looks like a villain. Yep. <laughs> and he is C. That's his code name. Or at least he would be because he says, no, call me Matt. Max. <laughs> oh, Max, Max, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I heard Matt. But he, oh, subtitle boy. So oh, I couldn't hear yeah, shit, yeah, so I had to read everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have had subtitles yeah. on. Oh, it was the worst yeah. subtitles. No, just call me of- Matt. I'm Matt the villain. Hi, oh. guys. I'm Matt. <laughs> Every time there was actually subtitles on screen normally, my subtitles would be there as well, and they weren't blocked out properly. So oh. anytime someone was speaking another language, I was it was so <laughs> authentic for me because I couldn't understand a word. <laughs> yeah, no, same thing. It's yeah. like, God, stop. I only need one pair. Um, okay. So Bond is trying to follow up on the squid thing. Right. Or the octopus, sorry. On Spectre. Yes. But he doesn't know what's Spectre yet. But at M's direction. Yes. It's the last mission for M. How, after he leaves in in um, Q's car, where does he go? 
this is how I'm starting to unravel my brain. I'm trying to remember what happens next. Cause I know he ends up at one point in the huge meeting with Spectre. Was that his next stop? Yeah. No, he ends up going to find um, the, the wife of the guy who he killed in Mexico. Yes. Oh. No, he did do that. And then she sends him to the meeting. Yeah. Okay, so he goes there. Oh, She's yeah, about yeah. to be killed because I guess her husband being alive was keeping her alive. Some, some rubbish like that. Cool. Yeah. So he saves her life. They have sex. Bond kisses her anyway, and she apparently finds it a turn on to meet her husband's assassin. Yes. Yeah. Well, finally, he was a bad husband. <laughs> That's how that works, right? <laughs> so he goes to a, a, a meeting, which I think was actually a very cool scene. That, that scene was good. I yeah. like that, yeah. Nice and tense when Christoph Waltz walks in, everyone goes quiet. Um, not being able to hear him speak for half of it as well. I thought that was all. <laughs> just having him like beckon just people elevated over. elevated the mystery. Oh, but no, just having him like beckon yeah. people over and whispering yeah. to them, you can't hear what's going on. Yeah, um, we very get, ominous. <laughs> There's a guy up there that I know. Just <laughs> 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 <at> cool, at <laughs> cool. Um, so they, they were going to replace the assassin that Bond killed. And this guy's like, I'll do it. I can be an assassin. And everyone's like, yep, let's all vote. And then Dave Batista walks in as- Is his name Hinks with an H? Yes. Cause I thought it was, when I went in, I thought his name was Jinx, but in the credits, I thought it had an H, not a J. So anyway, Hinks comes in and rather than just like- Gouge his homeboy's eyes out. Yeah. Rather than just replace him as assassin or take the job instead or anything, he's like, you know what we need? less people on our side. <laughs> he just kills them. Which For is, no reason. Yeah. yeah. But it looks to bring cool. this meeting to a thunderous halt, death. <laughs> but he random, also had random death. like metal thumbnails. Yeah, and I was going to think, is that like pennies over the eyes that that, that was supposed to be showing? Were they metal? Oh, I thought they were just painted, but they just, may, being metal was probably more of a James Bond thing. They always do bullshit like kinda that. Kind of cool. Like his method of execution is, yeah. you know. They call me metal thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the penny master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think generally in this film, I'll, I mean, I'll compliment Batista. He does. He says one word yeah. the entire time, but he does exactly what he's meant to do. He's the he's, heavy. He's good in it, yeah. And he looks intimidating as fuck. They they he's use him quite well. Man. Yeah, of course. He really super is. Super handsome, yeah. super chunk boy. But yeah, he's good. Um, and then they, yeah, boy feels like, hi, James. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a weird man. But the cool scene, once again, Bond gets the fuck out of there and he's chased in one of the better scenes in the film, the better action scenes in the film. That car chase was quite nice, I thought. Nothing crazy, didn't didn't reinvent the wheel, but I like the gag with him trying to use the gadgets in the car that he hasn't used before <laughs> and half of them not working and half of them working and doing things that weren't helpful. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. I loved it when he goes yeah. to change the atmosphere or some shit. Yeah, and the music comes up. <laughs> and it comes up oh, saying like 009's no, yeah. playlist or some shit too. Like oh, this guy, 009 over here is, is great. Um, or she. That's true. We do get the ejector seat thing, which is nice, I thought. Yeah. Nice little, yeah. yeah. They, they've been trying to stick away from this shit, but this is like, I think this was they thought would be their last film with him. So I think that's maybe why they were like, let's just fucking do it all. Incidentally. Then what happens though? Care to take a guess of um, Daniel Craig's salary for the film? Ooh. Seven. <laughs> so the budget was two hundred forty-five million. Yeah, and his salary was like fifteen percent of it, thirty-nine mil. It's pretty Oof. good. Yeah, but we, he didn't want to come back. Every every James Bond film that's come out, apart from Casino Royale, he has. They have come out saying, "Oh, this is my last one." <laughs> do, you, do you know why? Because I mean, he's worried that he's so old he can't physically do the do the do the film. Yeah. He he does a lot of his own stunt work. 
Well, that's he, good. And he said that he pre- he starts preparation for it, like working out six months before shooting begins, just to be in shape yeah. for the film. Well, I didn't realize he was doing his own stunts for all. I mean, I guess there's obviously for a limit on that. For yeah. a lot of it, yeah. That's pretty cool. What happens? Daniel next? Craig is a cool guy. Have any of you seen Knives Out? Mm, not yet. The Very latest good. Ryan Johnson film. Yeah. It's, excellent. it's excellent. And Daniel yeah, Craig is fantastic in it. Yeah, he really is. He's a, he's a terrific actor. Yeah. What happens next? So I'm I'm actually lost in the plot. Is, is this middle yeah, part of the movie is when I move? That's away. what I mean. It's so forgettable, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Okay. Like so everything everything <clears throat> looks the same. Everything feels <clears throat> the same. There's nothing exciting about it at yeah. all. He jumps it, out the car. Yep. And then he walks past the guy after he lands, and then shoot to him on the lake going to see Mr. White. The White King. Or the, the, pale the, king. the Pale King. Was the Pale King that man that shoots himself yeah. in the head? Was that him? That was Mr. White from... Wait, Mr. White previous. and the Pale King are the same person? That's what they came to the conclusion. Oh, I must have missed that line. That's, I mean, hey, sure. that's, I mean, if that's true, that makes sense. I mean, the names are they're because, pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> Pennywise, whatever her name is. Money Penny. Um... <laughs> Yep. Uh, was that <laughs> now, the guy I'm that played? Sure, yeah. The guy that shot himself in the face. Yeah. I, I couldn't think it was him, but I thought it was John Hurt for a bit. But it, well, I'm no, it wasn't. it's not John Hurt, and that's the doctor girl who comes into it later. It's her father. Uh, yes. Yeah. But not John Hurt. It's not it was John, before it's his not death. John Hurt. No. Yeah. Okay. But if it was, if it was the same guy as Mr. White, but yeah, he drives to yeah. Austria or something to find him there in a cabin. So then he goes to pick up the girl. They get sidetracked. There's a, a chase scene involving a ski lift or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was so boring. The one with the plane, My, I remember, because like that kind of woke me up. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then but, I got bored again. Yeah. My my next note is we waited 90 minutes for a meaningful scene with Blofeld. It's the first time you really hear Blofeld talk and you kind of introduced him. Again, 90 minutes of exposition, essentially. We did, meet him, we did get, see him first, though. But nothing really meaningful. It could have been done in you know, a, a, a cut scene and it would have been absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. My, my note before that is um, it's so boring. James goes rogue, chasing the last directive from M and all he finds are assassins and sex. <laughs> I mean, that seems like his perfect like James Bond time. <laughs> But that's it. He just runs into women, kisses them, and then has to fight off their bodyguards or their their assassins or whatever. Is it why can James never just find a nice lady who <laughs> has so no bad. ties to evil, <laughs> just wants to have a nice date, fall in love, maybe have a kid? He just hangs around with the wrong crowd. If anything, it's just poetic for what life is. Like everyone's got baggage. I liked <laughs> I guess. the connection that he got with the with the girl in this film, being that she was also like an ex assassin or some shit who just fully like I'm done with this I'm out because it builds up to a really nice scene at the end of the film where when she goes to like I'm not sticking with you I'm not doing this shit yeah. and she's out and then at the very end it pays off I thought but well, I mean we'll get to that when we get yeah. to that part when do they end up on the train and they killed Hinks when does that happen am I skipping ahead too much because I, I remember that scene but I don't remember how we got there yeah again I remember that scene and where in almost every other Bond film they're fighting on the top of the train this one they're actually walking through it yep and fighting and it's kind of cool Oh, it was a good scene. I remember yeah. the action being nice. Oh, what did Hinks get his neck caught on? Because he had a rope around his neck. What did, what did it catch on the outside that pulled him out? That no, part so, I didn't see. So Bond is taking a pummeling from Hinks the whole time and he's just wearing him down so that he can basically throw him off the train, maybe at a bridge or something, but that part wasn't obvious and Bond will just you know die from exposure because he's so badly beaten. But he, he, he grabs a rope, 
somebody kicks some chain of kegs off the okay. off the thing. So the kegs are slowly coming out as they you know they've got a long chain in between each one. And as the last one is coming out, Bond has uh, grabbed a rope and tied it around Hink's neck. And there's a hook on the end of it, and he just hooks it onto this last keg. And Hinks realizes and kind of does that cartoon. Uh oh, mm. I think he just says shit, doesn't he? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's and he's pulled out. Okay, I missed. I must have just closed my eyes when the <laughs> kegs part happened because I remember him getting yanked out by his neck, and yeah. I was like, oh, "That was the same." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. That's creative yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. And some point, <laughs> maybe, maybe he just got at Hinks. this point. There's still an hour and twenty minutes left in the film. They continue. No, they continue on the train and get. Um, dropped off in the desert somewhere where Blofeld's driver comes to collect them and takes him to Blofeld's base. <laughs> this is Jordan's favourite part. His, his astronomy <laughs> base or whatever the it is. meteorite crater. Uh, that, yes, that's Sorry. right. Yeah, yeah. And they go to a hotel. Have we missed the part where they go to a hotel? No, they're in Blofeld's... It's uh, a hotel. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got <laughs> quarters for, for yeah. them. Yeah. And he says, make sure you refresh yourselves and meet for drinks at four. Yep. That's nice. <laughs> what a polite villain. <laughs> And that's when he reveals himself as, it's me, James. It's me, and I'm the master of information. Oh, and by the way, I've been behind every awful thing that happened to you in your life. Aren't I'm you happy? I'm going to tie to a chair and drill into your brain. Okay, this is I have a problem with. I don't For some reason, I don't have a problem with him inviting him over for dinner. That's great. Um, my <laughs> problem, May as well get a meal, you know? Blofeld yeah, exactly. wants Bond dead. Just shoot, Just shoot him. him. Yeah. <laughs> Just shoot him. Like during this movie, I was already looking at this like, this just seems like Austin Powers to yep. me because it sounds like the plot is just a parody of itself. Yep. And then I literally felt like I was in Austin Powers. Like, just shoot him. Just, like, no, you've got oh him no. tied up. Like, I, I, only want you, I only want you to die. Pow, when, dead. When, when you, I'll get a together. No, no, no. You don't understand, Scott. You don't understand. I've got to, I've got to drill into his head in a specific way <laughs> that makes him unable to recognize anybody. And only then, when he's alone and doesn't recognize anybody's face, will I execute him. Okay, and then so I will kill you. So that he can die not knowing who this girl is. So. That's what he says. <laughs> We're going to drill into a part of your brain that disconnects where you can remember, remember faces. Yeah. So you'll see people, you can recognize like, you, like that's a person, yeah. but you have no connection between the face and the identity. That's a really cool idea. They do it. It's, and then that's, that nothing happens. He's he recognizes everyone. Like, what's the point? Stop fucking around. Kill him. Bond is, Bond is so strong, him. he can he can overcome that. I just mean like, you've done this really cool idea. Send Bond out where he can't recognize his allies. If, if, you, if you're going to not kill him. Like yep. if that's the conceit, sure. That's interesting. Have Bond in a situation. Yep. Does he attack Mallory because he doesn't recognize yep. him? All good stuff. But it literally never affects him once. It and goes they, absolutely nowhere. They, if, what do you mean? I'm just torturing you with a tiny drill. That line is still terrifying. Like maybe you're right about yep. that, but that's still weird. It's still fucking, it. it was actually really hard to watch at some points yeah. too. So it's gruesome enough that it's already kind of a weird threat. But when you add, and these are the effects that it will have and then don't use them, then why did you give us the effects? Like it was- But he said, if I get the exact spot. That's a, just don't mention it then. If you, you'd say that and then you'd, you pay it off, right? As opposed to just saying, I'm just going to drill into your brain. Wouldn't that be fun? That, that's sinister. But don't tell us like, this is what should happen. And then not, you know what I mean? Like that's just a, that's it's clumsy. I, it's not that I feel yep. like I was lied to. I just feel like they're incompetent. Like I'm gonna tattoo your eyeballs. The whole point. Then of the, do it. Yep. You might the, go blind. Maybe you won't. 
The whole point of that scene is to have Bond set off a bomb that destroys Blofeld's place and he thinks he's dead. That's the whole point of that scene. Yeah, he thinks he's dead for 20 minutes. That's the whole point of the yeah. scene. And everything else is just, you know, cake decoration that, you know, tastes like crap. Yes. So, they get back. The girl's like, I'm, I love you, but I'm not, I can't, you're not going to quit the spy thing. That's fine. I'm not going to be involved with you anyway because of this. So, they go their separate ways. Um, Mallory finds out through Bond that C is working for Spectre. So him and Q have to go off and stop C from doing that. Yep. Bond and, and, gets and, and stop. I mean, through all this time, all the uh, spy agencies of the world have voted to conglomerate into one agency. Yes. Overseen by C and, you know, that we find out that Blofeld through Spectre has his, has his finger in that pie. So essentially he'll then control the world's spy network. Uh, and so, yeah, Mallory and <clears throat> what's his face, Q, mm-hmm. team up in order to stop that from taking effect because it has a clock on it. It comes into effect at midnight, and if they can hack into the system, it stops the whole organization <laughs> from being amalgamated. It's just ridiculous. That, honestly, <laughs> wasn't bothered it's, with that. That's, uh, it gives Q and, so and M shit to do. It's so stupid. So Bond gets kidnapped. Yeah. And he discovers that he's been kidnapped, but he hasn't. It's weird. He hasn't worked at his Blofeld, but there's no one else left that it could be. So, because we know Jinx is, Hinks is sorry, yeah. definitely dead. Well, maybe we, we haven't seen the body. <laughs> I, I literally expected him to show up again because I hadn't seen the last part. Um, so he's brought to this place, and he's been given a bunch of signs that are quote Alex. Or there's writing on the wall. Is that right? Is that what you pointed yeah. that? Out? Yeah. yeah. And he's brought through, and he's actually in the old MI6 building that was. Gotten rid of during Skyfall after Silver's attack. So mm-hmm. once again, I actually enjoy that. That's a cool building that we're referencing is still not being used. It's condemned. Like that's that's actually pretty cool. I like going through the building. And he goes through all these cells, and this part is both cool but asks a lot of questions. In all the cells are the faces of each movie's big bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got Le Chiffre, or whatever his name is. You've Le got Champion. Silver. Sorry? Le Champion, I yes, believe. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, you got M as well. Not sure she was a big bad, but she's there and everything. So it's literally Bond having to now walk through all of the things that were set up, in quote, you know, by Spectre throughout the, you know, the last three films. Really cool. I like it visually. But it also means at one point, Blofeld went down to like Clinko's and, <laughs> <laughs> and printed out just headshots of like six random people and then went into the cell and pasted them and he printed just a fun out little arts and craft afternoon. You, you can't be evil the, all the time. He printed out faces of people who have been important factors in Bond's life for good or bad. Yep. After planning to drill into his head to disable his ability to recognize faces. That actually, what oh the my hell God. is the point of all <laughs> that? That's even worse. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, unless he intended for... Bugger? Unless he intended for the drill to be a ruse and to never work, then why bother going through all that rubbish? You just made this so much worse than oh that. I didn't even click that those. Oh my god! But visually, <laughs> yeah, very beautiful, yeah, again, cool scene. On its own, it is kind of cool. <laughs> oh my god! So fucking stupid. So he goes. He tries to kill what's his face, but there's glass. You know, these villains love glass. Um, no, Blofeld. Blofeld. Bulletful, yeah. And essentially he's rigged the whole building to actually blow the whole building, not just a floor of it. Yep. And he said, well, I can escape, but you're on a limited time. Oh, and by the way, 
whatever her name, Natasha yeah, or Sophie. Here. And yeah, she's here. Vespa. Remember, yeah, no, that's the first. Remember yeah. how we did this in Literally Dark Knight? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unlike Dark Knight, James Bond is a good hero. Yeah. And no, he's, or, he's, no, he's he saves them begins or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does. He does save them, and then they he, he shoots down Le, um, Blofeld's helicopter with a pistol from like <laughs> fucking. 500 meters away. And now, I know guns go far, but not those guns, I don't think. Just quickly, I was reading about this low-flying helicopter chase, right? I hadn't seen Spectre before. And as I was doing the research for the trivia, I was reading about this scene. And I thought, oh, cool. They're going to do like a helicopter chase through London. So, you know, these helicopters are going to be flying around the eye and around Big Ben. And, I, and I'm reading, as they're saying, it was, it was so low that they had to write to the 11,000 residents that it was going to affect, that this is going to happen. It was a huge coordination effort because they had to get the lighting right. It, they weren't able to shoot it the right way, so they had to coordinate between the different sites for the eye and, and all the other landmarks to uh, turn off the lights or dim them or display a certain colour just to get the lighting right for the thing. And then you see it. And it's just this advert, you know, of, of a helicopter flying around the Thames. <laughs> and there's no chase. It's just, it's just drone shots of this helicopter flying around. What the hell was all that effort for? The if way, you're not actually going to use it for anything. The way you've pitched it, the helicopter it. crashes onto a bridge. That's it. That's the whole scene. The way you explained all the things they had to go through. Not that I want this, but I would have expected like. Remember that horrible Matthew Broderick fake Godzilla movie where the, where the helicopters are literally flying between the buildings yes. chasing Godzilla? Yeah. That's what I would Something expect. Something like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Bond in a car chasing after the... Oh, that's actually... You know what? I'm going to make my own James Bond film. <laughs> um, Jordan, you can film that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, so they take, he takes down the helicopter in... It makes sense where he shot and where it hit. I get that. Yeah. But the fact that this is the same Bond who couldn't hold a gun steady last film was saying it's all connected and the distance and a pistol. Like there were so many things that made it... It was just a little bit too unbelievable, but it's it's not the worst thing in this by film. The end of, by the end of Skyfall, Bond has his mojo back. Oh, so he's 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 an expert <laughs> yeah. marksman once again. The mojo was in. Wait, how do I how do I say this? Was in him all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, when in in the desert, in the uh, you know Blofeld's observatory or base or whatever it is, when they're escaping out of there, it's blown up and Blofeld is dead. As far as I mean, he's not dead, but yeah, as far as we know, yeah, he's picking off the the bodyguards coming down the helicopter yep. pad stairs, and he's you know couple hundred meters away and just taking pot shots at them and okay, pick, a whole, a whole movie off. has yeah. passed it's fine I, like that was skyfall's thing was that he was shaky yeah. that's, that's no what, no that's this, what this is inspector i mean he's a he's a marksman again in Spectre. that's what i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's not fair to complain that was last yeah. movie's plot point not this one's but it was just more so the distance he had in that helicopter and the fact that, but he, i mean he did miss a lot like not hitting <laughs> the pot like he he went through like 20 bullets or some shit but it was the fact that he, he could even hit it from there distance yeah. wise so it comes down Bond gets him, decides not to kill Blofeld. And then this is one of my favorite parts of the movie, favorite shots. He's there with Blofeld and down one end of the of the bridge is Mallory. M. Mm-hmm. And then the other end is the woman. And that's the point where he's like, I think I'm done being James Bond. I'm done being a spy. And visually they just show him walking away from a shop. It's nothing breathtaking, but it's, it's simple and it does what it does. You know, I like that scene because it's just, Let's tell a story visually and not have to see him. Literally, he didn't actually yell, I'm done being a 007 or whatever <laughs> shit. Like he just showed him walking yeah. away, which is why it's weird that we're coming back in November for another one. Because I think this film ended up quite nicely 
it got rid of yeah. the big bad that set the last three movies in motion. We've tied it all together. It's not a neatly wrapped bow, but it's a, it's a bow. Um, it's done. Mm-hmm. So I'm really scared when number five <laughs> comes out. Well, that was that was my son. I'm Big Daddy Blofeld. <laughs> like that's my concern. I'm Spectre Two. <laughs> oh God. Um, once again, not all bad though. This, it's bits bits here and there are good in this film. Mm. It's just I once if you go for two and a half. There's hours, not a, there's not enough good tying the good together. Yeah, it's that what's between all the good is largely garbage. Yeah. Sorry, just quickly. Did Spectre have like a Q? And would he have? Been I imagine C was Q. Spectre he is gadget. Q. Oh god, <laughs> he is his own Q. He's no, so no. Q. I'm summoning lightning. Give me a minute. <laughs> I couldn't, wait. Um, couldn't let it pass. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. When when he said I'm Spectre, to I expected him to say gadget, and I was already like having horrible flashbacks. But then you did it. Um, I don't. Know, I think. I think the length is the issue here. I think when they decide they're going to write a two and a half hour film. They've got to artificially space out the plot to get mm-hmm. to that point. I don't think that the feeling I get, and I don't know this, I feel like they've written the film and thought, oh, it's only an hour 45. Nobody's going to pay to see that. We need to make it 55 minutes longer. Yeah. Let's just add shit to it. It doesn't feel like this is the natural way that you would come in and do a plot just because there are so many unnecessary you know, side jobs and stuff yeah. built into it, which... I don't know. That's why I feel like there is a, in all these movies, all four of them, there is a perfect film that can be cut. Yeah. They just didn't do it that way. Yep. I wonder if you could fan cut them. I don't have time, but I wonder (laughs) if there's a fan cut out there. Look, it, it, it made money. So the audience has spoken with its, with its wallet and said, okay, as far as Bond is concerned, this is fine. Was another billion dollars, was it or? No, just shy of 900 million. That's right, because Adele didn't back this one. You got my point. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'd say Blofeld was, I, I do enjoy Christoph Waltz, but I do think out of the four films, that last Felix film was a lot better. Silver's the best. Yeah. He, just, he just talked and it wasn't even menacing talking. He was just talking on screen. Yes. That's all he did. A interesting thing. There was a couple of shots when Bond was follow, walking behind Blofeld um, towards the end of the film. And they kept swapping between back view of Bl- Bond, back shot of um, Blofeld. I actually couldn't tell half time which one was which. Cause I actually think they did a good job of making them look very similar given the age difference and a lot of things. Sure. So I, I, I assume that was intentional because they are literally half brothers and having them look kind of similar in certain ways is a nice little thing to throw into there. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is It's all very stock standard. Yeah, but it feels like it's trying to be clever. Like I feel, yeah, it really does. Yeah, okay. So Bond was adopted by the family that he lived at. Oh no, no, sorry. Skyfall is Bond's family home. His parents were killed. They mentioned that in Skyfall. So his parents were killed. Bond. They show. um, Kincaid shows M this like secret passageway and says, when James's parents was killed, were killed. He went in there for two days and stuff. So after his parents were killed. He was adopted off, which is then when he joined Blofeld's family. They weren't the Blofelds because the Blofelds was the maiden name of the mother. So they were something else, but he was still James Bond. And this, the whole thing here is Blofeld was pissed off that his dad really took you know, a shine to James and didn't do that to him. Him and his dad went on a ski trip. There was an avalanche. They were both assumed to be dead. Turns out Blo- the villain here did survive. And instead of just being like, family, I'm alive. And my father that was bad to me is dead. He's like, I'm going to get revenge on all of you. And yeah, that was loosely the reason he did it, right? Is, is that 
Yes. It's vaguely Daddy it. issues. <laughs> yeah. So the whole reason right. he went after Bond is because his dad liked him more. His dead uh-huh. dad liked him more. Okay. I switched off to all that completely. Well, that was the thing, yeah. Yeah. And then I assume after his new dad died, I don't know what happened to the mum, but he eventually got into the MI6 and Bond started going on that route and Blofeld was assumed dead and kind of did the opposite and joined up with villains Inc or whatever. <laughs> oh, God, it's so messy. Any yep. other notes before yeah. we hit the that's, verdict? That's the movie. All right, I'm going to hit the button. You've heard the good, you've heard the bad, a lot of opinions, a couple of facts, it's verdict time. Yeah, nah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> if it was two hours or an hour 50, I would be easier to back it a lot easier because it would be a bit more convenient given, like I said, there are some good things in here. I didn't enjoy the good things in here as much as I enjoyed them in um, Skyfall. So it's, I'm going to be no from me, but oh, realistically, I can't see myself never actively avoiding and never watching this film again. If it's on when I'm, when I'm with someone, I'll sit down and I'll watch it. It wasn't repulsive to me. I'm not like gagging and vomiting while it's on, <laughs> but there is a lot of better things you could do with that time. And one of them yeah. is punching yourself in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was predictable, which is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to Bond because Bond films are all very similar to one another. Sure. In fact, you want them to be similar because you're going there to see these things happen just with a different actor or with you know being punched in a different way, whatever, right? You're going to see that thing. But this one was predictable in a bad way, mm. where it wasn't exciting. You, you, you've seen all these things before, and the film brings nothing new. It's underwhelming when it does happen, and that just makes it boring. Yeah, yeah. you you end boring. up you end up completely unfulfilled by the end of it, and feel like your time has been wasted. Yeah, exactly. I did anyway. Yeah, I felt a bit that way. It's just like it's really unfocused as well, and I guess that's probably because they tried to drag it on for such a long runtime with such like a thin convenient plot if you're going to have a two and a half hour film give me two and a half sh- hours of content like make, make sure it's a two and a half hour story yeah yep yeah i'm probably not gonna watch it again yeah batista was good though right yeah he was great <laughs> probably the best part <laughs> yep. of the movie personally yep all right well we'll be back on monday with the super mario brothers movie and then don't worry guys because the week after that I'm so happy. I'm so fucking happy. We're doing Ready to Rumble, the WCW film that came out to try and get them some more mainstream. This came out during the Monday Night Wars, right? Yeah. During like the height of it, really. Uh, Maybe towards like the top of my head, 2001, I think it is. I'll double check Uh, that. I think it's 99, hey. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe. It was before like the real bad down. Oh, no, during the downturn because it was Russo era. It did. Yeah, it definitely was Russo. Yeah. Uh, 2000. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Look yeah. at us. We're both Middle correct. Ground. Yeah. Look at um, us, huh? Like a team of reviewers. <laughs> Wait, did you say we're both correct? Yes, because we averaged to a correct person. <laughs> okay. Both of our so wrong answers averaged out to the right one. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how that works. Um, that's what happens during math tests as well. They look at your scores and they're like, well, Seb was off by two, but Alex was off by four and the other like up. But together they're capable. So I passed the class. <laughs> as a teacher, I have succeeded on averages. Um, that's what I aim to do. I'm so excited for Ready to Rumble. And I honestly, the, I'm really keen to go off and mix the intro for it because you're going to hate it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, I think you'll like it though. It's 
trash. We'll but see. It's the good kind of trash. It's a true we'll tour de force performance from all involved. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great, Jordan, if this is the movie that gets Andrew into wrestling? <laughs> like, if any movie was going to do it. Yep. I don't, I, I it's, don't either, it's either going to be the movie that does that or it's just going to push him further and further away. <laughs> the Wrestler is coming up as well, the Mickey Rourke film, mm. which is... Genuinely a very good film. Yeah, it, it won an Oscar. I think it got Mickey an Oscar, actually. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those, it's a fancy boy film and it's about like living as an independent wrestler like in the real world and how shit your life is because you're constantly taking a beating and poor. It's more I, of a drama. I wouldn't count on any film or any situation ever <laughs> convincing me to get into wrestling, but you never know. Andrew, remember that time I made you watch that Orange Cassidy match? He's the guy that was just like <laughs> super lazy and didn't want to do anything and you just couldn't stop laughing. I think there's a wrestling fan hidden in you somewhere and we're going to find it in Look, a couple of I can, weeks. I can recognize a joke. It's just, you know, wrestling is a joke that has been stretched out so far. <laughs> you can't laugh for that long. Oh, I can. Um, but yeah, the first Mario Brothers. Yet here I am. Um, which is famously a trashy trash film. But um, hey, Zane thinks it has a soft spot. Well, sorry, sorry. Zane has a soft spot for it, but he thinks it's uh, one of the better video game films, I believe. We will discover this together. Yes. So we'll be back on Wednesday in like the immediate future for the Variety Hour, assuming we haven't all come down with coronavirus and are vomiting out of our eyeballs or whatever the hell happens when you get it. Evidently, based on the panic, I believe it just makes you shit. <laughs> You'd think that would be the case. And, and get hungry for spaghetti. <laughs> in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Uh, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. If we're going to tweet you though, where would we tweet specifically? You can tweet at A.S. Schossler. Don't bank on a response. Do you I have <laughs> tweeted three times in my life and I think they were all <laughs> more than eight years ago. Is the app installed on your phone? <laughs> if- I, yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> like, if I tweet at you, will you even know? I think I definitely have notifications turned off. Well, there you go. Alex? Yes. Your Twitter. Alex underscore Dozer. And that's Dozer with a Z, right? Yes. Excellent. Jordan? You can tweet me at Jordan MSPP, that is spelled M S double P. And you can also check us out, I guess, on Facebook while we're doing this. I mean, yeah. sure. Facebook.com slash second take. Got to fit that one in there somewhere. I'll just slide in mine is at Bastion underscore James. Uh, but anyway, Instagram. We'll, we'll get the smooth one day. Except <laughs> <laughs> we've done Instagram. One day we've Did only you had- do yours? No. What do you do? Andrew's done. I just did my personal Twitter. Oh, and Jordan stole Facebook from you. Yeah. Oh, so you're done. My bad. Yeah, I'm Only mark for Alex. It's fine. Um, You can check out like a three and a bit years of content at secondtakepodcast.com. We do have an email as well, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash secondtake. Everything is in the show notes. I think we're done. Okay, Alex, do your creepy whisper. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugera people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands 
and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 